Hello and welcome to Modern Men. I'm thrilled to be joined by Daniel Johnson on this episode. Now, Daniel is a public figure here in the United Kingdom, known for appearing on X Factor a number of years ago, where he reached the semi-finals and also for his subsequent media career. He currently is a co-host on Open Doors, Open Minds, which is a mental health podcast doing amazing things in the mental health space. Now, I wanted him to share his story on the podcast and we discussed all manner of different things from having idols as a child, people to look up to, his story of where he came from, and how he entered the world of media and music, and also we talked about the beauty of connection with real people and the power of just doing the things that you want to do. It's a really inspirational episode, a really, really nice way to end season one of Modern Men. If you weren't aware, this is the final episode of the current run of Modern Men, and I will be um back doing the podcast hopefully relatively soon but in the meantime enjoy this episode and don't forget to follow me and subscribe on your platforms and also go down and find my links to my socials in the description as well thanks again for all your support with season one of modern men let's get into the episode with daniel johnson so daniel thank you for joining me today on modern men firstly how are you doing I'm good, and thank you for getting my name right, because always people just go, oh, Daniel, because um, they watch <laughs> one video on YouTube, and then they interview me, it was quite funny. Yes, Daniel, uh, my parents liked the name uh, Daryl, the spelling of Daryl, and then they also liked uh, the name Daniel, and they merged them together, and that's how my name was created. I would never do that to a child. <laughs> I just want to be normal. Yeah, no, 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 it's good to know the story behind that, because I think, like, I... I, I probably a lot of people I get are unsure. Like I think I was I've been watching today some like clips and, and stuff of you on like your Instagram and things like that, and I managed to kind of like pick up on the way that you pronounce your name. So I was like, cool. I, I wanted to be a hundred percent certain. So you've done your work there, George. You've done your work there. We're on a good foot. I feel it's good. Yeah. yeah, I'm good. I'm very good. It's been a lovely day. I've been um, seeing friends and family. Um, some really exciting news. I had to do stuff. I, I have no idea when this is coming up, but uh, hopefully it's happened by then. Otherwise, I'd be in massive trouble. My friend's asking a question to his other half, uh, so I had to go and pick up the ring. Um, and so I also had to pay for it. And so I dropped it off yesterday. They live in Bournemouth, and it was just a lovely day. And they're getting stuff done to their garden. And um, and my a very he's a very close friend of mine, and unfortunately had a stroke at the the end of last year. But he's fighting back for it and he's doing really well so um um so it's just good to see him up and about and sort of doing his stuff he's still you know a bit wobbly but he's he's good he's good yeah well it sounds it sounds like yeah i mean well hopefully fingers crossed congratulations to your friend yeah fingers crossed <laughs> it, who knows it should be I, I there is say... no way she is saying no she there's no way <laughs> <laughs> i want to say it'll probably be into like maybe june or something when this comes out maybe maybe later in may i'm not entirely sure yet um, Perfect. That, that's yeah. fine. I'll, I'll tell him I said it on a podcast, so he's got to do it. And <laughs> Incredible. Love that. Um, we'll, we'll head into the the first question of the episode. So the first question that I ask every single guest is, if we were having this conversation today anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? We would be outside, um, somewhere warm, um, food on the table. We didn't even order that food. It's just on the table. You know when you go to these countries, Spain 
especially Italy, just come back from Rome recently, and there's they just give you food straight away. There's like, there's uh, yeah. olives and there's bread and there's butter and there's some cheese and some thing that the chef just made in the back and it's just done there. And it's not even on your bill, it's just there. I just love food being there. And one of my favorite places to sort of go um, is Florence. So I love that kind of part of Italy, right in the middle, great vineyards, right near Tuscany. You know, uh, I don't really drink rosé, but, you know, give me a rosé, give me four bottles of rosé, and I'll be like, oh, thank you very much. And the sun beating on her face, wearing clothes that you would never wear in the UK because they'd be too embarrassing. You wear that hat that you would never wear, but you kind of get away with it, those sunglasses that are crap, but you still want to wear them. You kind of get away with it when you're away on holiday, and I, I just have that kind of thing that I, I'd love to... Sounds weird and morbid to say. I'd love to die there. You know what I mean? That, 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 that's where you just... Where did Dan die? He died in Florence. <laughs> Lovely. Sounds great. Sounds like you're having a good time. You know, or otherwise you could be like, where did Dan die? He died in Bogner Regis. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Bogner, but uh, I'd rather be Florence. 100%. Who wouldn't? I mean, it's one of those things. I've never, I've been to Italy, but I've never had the pleasure of going to Florence. I believe my parents had their honeymoon there and only said good things about it. But I can, I'm completely with you on everything you just said, pretty much, in terms of firstly, that sort of surprise food. And it's my sort of food as well, that kind of like more Mediterranean food is kind of like, that's right up there for me but also yeah that that extra element of kind of freedom that you have when you're on holiday especially somewhere hot where like i'm not someone who drinks too much but when the sun's out plus you're like in a different country there's something within your brain is just just clicks and you're like yeah like you kind of feel like you have to or you want to um and i yeah. think i'm a wannabe drinker though because yeah. i'm not like i'm not the best drinker and i do like a drink and i'll drink if the lads are drinking and people around were having drinks and stuff like that but actually today i've just come home it's been beautiful weather when i got to my fridge and i knew there was some really cold ice cold zero heineken so i was like perfect like i'm like a rubbish alcoholic i'd love to be like a little bit kind of out of control of drink but instead i will just have a zero heineken and it's, yeah yeah People, people, people slate the um, the zero percent beers and stuff, but I think they're I actually think they're really good. I used to like encouraging kids to drink, of course, you know. So. Well, there is the, yeah, there is the, there is that side. Of no, it. there was no child that was drinking zero beers or zero cooches. There's the, there's no child that is going to do that when you're a teenager. You go for the hard stuff. That I found a bottle of cognac in the park, and I knew it was only teenagers. Like you're drinking cognac. What's, what's going on? I don't live in that much of a posh area. That's fine. You have that. Yeah, I remember. Like you have that first kind of like part of childhood where you want to kind of like pretend that you're drinking alcohol, and you try. I don't know if you um ever had like schlur or anything like that or something yeah, similar yeah. like i remember kind of as a ch as kind of like an 11 12 year old or like elderflower presse or whatever it's called and like you'd feel like for some reason because it's you feel like it's like an adult's drink you feel like extra cool having it but yeah no I think the best thing about the continent about doing this is that when you are uh, you you could drink that's why they don't have a problem with alcohol because they mm. just have wine with dinner when they're five <laughs> you know that that is it's like yeah. it's not it's not normal here. We would never. If you tell someone in Britain that does what people do in France and Spain and Italy, they'd be like, "What? That's crazy." We're going to wait until they're eighteen and then they can binge drink as much as they like. Hundred percent. I think yeah, they are just much. It's just like it's just coursing through their veins at this point, really, isn't it? It's just like that's how they're brought up. <laughs> that's part. That's part of that. They're probably well. Hopefully, they're not brought up from the age of five on alcohol, but it's it's around them all the time because it is just more part of like I think. In, in in the UK, it's kind of se separate, but I feel like because I feel like even like in places like Italy, the family values are so much stronger, and so kids are probably all around that like a lot more as well. I know a lot of people who are 
Italian or of Italian descent, like my partner and my best mate. And the family kind of togetherness is another thing that I really like about kind of Italian or like even even Mediterranean culture, I think, stuff like that in general. But I'm, I'm completely with you there. I'd absolutely love to join you in Florence. Uh, it's on my list of places to go. Italy in general, I just want to go back because I think it's incredible. Um, I'm, I'm actually going to Sicily in September, which I'm really, really looking forward to. But there's just so many parts of the country that I want to visit. Have you been anywhere else? I know you said Rome. Is that? Have you been anywhere else in Italy that you'd recommend? Yeah, um, you know, you have to go to Venice. Uh, I, I'm not the biggest fan of Venice, but it's fine. But you have to go. Um, and then you, the train system through Italy is just absolutely. Is this a travel program that we're talking about? Um, so yeah, the the the, the train uh, trains in Italy are just superb and just great and cheap and wonderful and reliable and on time and everything. They're not. Uh, the not here so you know it's 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 just beautiful so if you can get down to the south and get to um you know sorrento and go up into the mouth go to the Malfi coast and up in the mountains to ravello which is just actually beautiful i used to be a, a, a childminder and and uh, the family were half italian and that's where they would holiday and that's where i'd be and it's just you couldn't imagine a more beautiful place and then you walk down the steps and you've got you know lemons the size of your head and and just and sorbet and food and oh it smells and you know italian grandmas just giving you bread and you're just like oh god this is you know and it's so funny though because like you'd equate all that food to everyone being fat and to be honest i don't really see anyone that is I, yeah <laughs> and you're in I, italy everyone's proper slim i think it's the olive oil it's quite, quite possibly i i do just feel like this is the kind of conversation that this question brings up is like how much better like the majority of countries that people have visited are than the UK not to slate the UK because we love it but it's that whole thing of kind of like everything there is the added element of you being on holiday but everything just seems so much more relaxed and just so much kind of like people care less about everything and then you come back it's called the sun stress it's called the sun I think that is a big part of it isn't it it's massive it's everyone's so much more if you take away alcohol and you just give us sun and food and just you know, calmness in the sea or a river or a, I don't know, the, the field or whatever. You just give us some space. You give us, you know, not to say not capital cities are not great because they really are, but they're all sort of led to very TikTok-y sort of stuff going on right now. So, yeah. like, you want to be entertained all the time. You're moving to another bar. You're, there's no kind of chill and relax. And I, I live in sort of the side of the country and I love these long walks and, and just, and if I go out quite late and it starts getting dark and I can see so many stars in the sky and, you know, I still live near like, you know, a big town. So obviously I'm, you know, I'm not saying that as many stars I would do if I was in London, Shetland or as in, you know, a remote place in the UK, but you know, that those escapisms and stuff like that, if you think about all like the Greek mythologies and, and all the history and like, there was no distraction. So all you could do is look at the stars and hear the sea or listen to a, a, an owl or watch the birds you know like that's what we used to do and now we're so distracted by other stuff but it's the wrong stuff and I feel like we're so disconnected with actually nature and walking with our feet touching the floor and the grass and you know getting into I love it when you get in the sea and you're just in the sea if you see it like a you know it's a, it's a remarkable thing I don't know if you have kids but if if your kids get in the sea on their own accord and you're in England right and, and you're, you're in Britain somewhere and you get in the sea and that element of just it's so much bigger than you it's so encompassing it's so beautiful and quiet and scary and fun and you know it's all these things and we we forget you know, like even climbing trees as a child like you might go oh i knew it i don't see that anymore i was actually at my friend's house and the kids were climbing trees you know they were um five to to nine 
you know, the, yeah, they're on their PlayStation sometimes. But as soon as they get a chance to run around, run around with a stick and play sword fighting, they still want to do this stuff. They still want to do it. They just distracted by other stuff as well, you know. And so are we. I'm always on my bloody phone. I always say this: go and have a look on your phone. Do it now if you're listening. Go and have a look at your phone and just see your screen time, and then just think: if you did that every single week for a whole year and learnt Spanish, <laughs> you'll be fluent. You'll be bloody fluent. Maybe we should just change our, our, our things that we're content that we watch and just change it to another language. Like we're forced to actually learn another language through all this content that we're watching that means nothing. Mine says 11 hours, 9 minutes daily. That's terrible. That's yeah, today. I'm just trying to look at mine and it's for some reason it's just spinning. It's not, yeah, yeah. For the same content. reason, George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't allow me to out myself <laughs> and then you're, you're getting away with it. It's fine. I'm joking. But, but it literally says, I mean, my, my daily. I mean, most of it is YouTube and I'm in my car a lot and stuff like that. But a lot of Instagram. WhatsApp and messaging people. I like taking pictures of pictures out there. But majority, I mean, the, there's a good five hours of of YouTube that is just today, which is just crazy. Uh, yeah, no, I completely get it. I think I have some I have some days that are a lot worse than others. But like, I work from home, and then like when I've got a spare two minutes, if I'm on my break or whatever, or like, I you do just check it, and it all adds up. Even if it's like five, ten minutes or something like that, it all adds up by the end of the day. I will, I genuinely don't know what's going on. My phone is stuck on saying 52 minutes today, which is not true. But <laughs> if it updates, I will add yeah, the screenshot. Me. I'll get. I'll screenshot yep. it and I'll add it when, uh, I'll put it on Instagram on my story when this episode goes out. Uh, there we go. So I guess I want to kind of like take it back a little bit to, because obviously you have had a career in the media, doing things like that, doing music, doing presenting, doing all manner of different things. Where did that kind of journey begin for you and then we'll probably move on to kind of like the mental health side of things a little bit afterwards i mean i'm a bloody show-off is the problem and i have been since the day i was born i'm a people pleaser and i'm a show-off and i'm um an extrovert and um i'm a creative um and i don't have to achieve anything to be any of those things you know what i mean like people asking what you're doing next and the thing that's what's happening they're never happy with the things you've done or the things you were doing it's, it's, it's what's happening next and I think that's another thing it's a fast pace of life that we're living and not actually just sitting in and enjoying I always go listen to I'm a massive football fan and I remember when Arsene Wenger like retired he he was like I should have done this ages ago everyone loves me you know but in the job no one loves you and everyone thinks oh, you should have quit or why are you not good enough and but when they leave they're like Oh, he um, won two premierships. He won more FA Cups than anyone else. And you start getting this adulation of those things. A bit like you dying and then people saying nice stuff about you. But when you're alive, no one does until you stop doing the thing that you're doing. You know, and it's... I've always tried to look at life and look at the things and achievements that I care about. And other people care about things more than I care about. And then I listen to them and like, oh, this really meant a lot to me. They'll come up to me in the street and I'll be like, oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, the weirdest one, I think someone told me that he got a leather a leather fetish because they saw me on X Factor wearing leather trousers. Now, I'm going to tell you, mm. they weren't leather. They were faux leather. Um, so I do apologise. They are not real leather. So if you didn't have that fetish, I'm sorry. But, um, you know, and, and, and those, those sort of weird bits and bobs when I was growing up and I was just like, oh, I'd like to do this. And I was infatuated with music. And even when I worked at a department store in Reading, um, I was in charge of all of the music for the whole department store at the age of 16. You know what I mean? I had this passion and idea and, you know, I, I, I was either in a boy band or in a duo or uh, hosting karaoke in Soho every Monday at a gay bar. You know what I mean? Like, I was just doing doing anything to just kind of 
be part of a world that I probably just didn't have to get a real bloody job, which uh, is in the end a dream, isn't it? When kids can see stuff, right, they can be it. And, and until they do, until they go, I, under, I identify as, you know, like, I want to play football. I want to do this. I want to do interior decorating. I want to do, you know, be a nurse. I want to be a pilot and stuff like that. When you meet someone who does that or see someone who does that and achieve that, they're like, wow. And I think for, especially for men, if you see something that is similar to the thing that you're interested in and someone doing well, it's so awe-inspiring to be just be like, oh, that is achievable because you're like from the same area as me. And I didn't think anyone does anything from here. And I love those stories, especially for me being a small town in Reading. You know, I mean, I still get invited to things because not many people from Reading have gone on to do these TV shows because it's such a small amount of, pe amount of people, you know, in, in the heart of Reading stuff like that. But they've just got a huge, huge heart. And, and, I, and that's why I still live here, really. Yeah, and I think like, I completely agree with you in terms of it, it is always nice to have those kind of like hometown um, idols, I guess, to look forward to. I I don't really know who I'm from Stratford upon Avon in Warwickshire, so I, mine's probably like Shakespeare. I was going to say Shakespeare. That, there's no there's no one more recent really. <laughs> oh come on, there's got to be other famous people from Stratford upon Avon. Come on, there's got to be like I'm about I, I'm I'm close to Leamington Spa. We have Ben Foster's from Leamington, and he kind of had very very humble roots and is made yeah. it big is now big on youtube obviously had a huge football career stuff like that as mm -hmm. well and now at wrexham under ryan Rowe. of course to me and i'm absolutely smashing it loving life as well yeah so he's he's probably one potentially but but yeah no i completely agree and i think like it is it because people often say like oh you shouldn't have idols and stuff like or, or some people like, don't have idols you need to. i i think yeah if you if you see it and, and you use it as a motivation for yourself then 100 percent. did you have any kind of idols as you were trying to sort of like enter into the um music industry or to like the world of media did you have anyone that you kind of specifically looked up to i think sports wise um i played in goal and so david seaman was an arsenal player and also an england player and, and so that was really big and he also shopped to marks and spencer's where my auntie worked so she actually got me a signed book that i still have uh from i think it must be nine years old or something nine ten and uh, and that was just a big thing. And I never met him. He actually used to live in the village that I live in now, but he's uh, subsequently moved. But uh, for me, I don't think it was anyone music-wise. I was always infatuated by boy bands. I always wanted to be in a bloody boy band. It's seriously embarrassing. But uh, actually, just as a personality, as a person, and even to this day, I just think he's an incredible character and always has been them and never held back and never apologised for being you know enthusiastic and never apologize for being flawed or you know stuff and uh, for me it was ian wright i, I just had mm. this f affiliation with him i love i love it that he's emotional I, if you listen to his desert island discs man it, it will bring you to your knees how he talks it's, it's, it's incredible you know to, to hear a, a you know a man you know talk in such honest vulnerable um, ways he came to the game very late you know he was at Crystal Palace he was there late he went to Arsenal really late he scored so many goals it wasn't until Thierry Henry came along to to to, to score more goals you know than you know right he was up there and, and now look at him like he's more famous probably now than he was then it's you know he had his own tv show back in the day and I think he was you know I don't think he was a natural but he he, he didn't make a difference he he was so likable and I love that you know and even if he wasn't likable and stuff he was still someone you could talk about and have an idea. And if you didn't like what he said one week, the next week you liked him. And it's just like, and how he's like with his kids. And it's, you know, it's, 
he yeah for me uh, i think it was ian wright it's just a, a huge and and you know he when i was an x-factor he was very very sweet about me i never got to meet him actually quite a few footballers uh were very very nice about me um and it was it was just so i'm actually i don't actually want to meet any of these people because it's not that i want to be disappointed i just know i'm going to act like an absolute prat in front of them and be and be like, oh my god, Taylor, like, you just mean so much to me, and I don't remember, you know, and they just be in tears and stuff, and that's going to be their version of me, and I just rather they just have the version of me from fourteen years ago, where they're like, yeah, no, I liked him, and that's it. Yeah, no, I've heard so many stories of kind of people saying how they don't get starstruck by anyone apart from footballers. If you're a football fan, then I've heard that from so many different people. There's some like podcasts that I listen to if they like have celebrities on or kind of like people in the public eye on and they they kind of or, or youtubers or anyone like that and they don't get starstruck by anybody apart from footballers we, we kind of almost do put them up on a pedestal as as like a god like it's it's your it's your everything like especially as tell me anyone else that makes you feel the way they make you feel in the game tell me anyone else that makes you feel that much passionate probably apart from anyone you're friends and family okay mm. but someone that you don't know that they can make you want to punch a pillow punch the wall or scream and hug the person next to you that you don't even know yeah no 100 percent. and it's it's more than just kind of like i know that people will be listening who don't like football but it does link into kind of the whole mental health side of it because there is that social aspect of it there is also the aspect of using things like this to kind of you know feel that positive emotion feel that community feel that togetherness and i think that's a huge huge part of it and obviously also the fact that we have these people who we look up to and it's not necessarily that we want to be footballers but you you see these people week in week out you see their character their skill set their personality you see every part of it and i think yeah it is it is such such a huge thing for for so 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 many people i just wanted to i guess take it back now as well obviously we are um first and foremost kind of like a mental health or a male mental health podcast i i just wanted to i've kind of started asking this question to to a lot of guests what what was it can you pinpoint a time where you first kind of became aware of mental health whether it's your own mental health or just you had a light bulb moment that was like oh yeah this is a thing i think the letdown of family and friends to be honest i think the letdown of and that's me letting people down as well. You know, it's not even them just letting me down. You know, it's me letting them down. And uh, and and sort of relative to I'm quite I'm quite old school. I'm quite um, pull your socks up myself for myself. Maybe not for other people. Um, you know, working at schools and working with kids and stuff like that. I I, I still believe in resilience. I still believe in um, you know talking. But I also believe in you know what happens after you might have had a panic attack and, and what precautions are you putting in place that if you know you're going to suffer what are you going to do about it afterwards and how do we limit that situation instead of we have to just um you know take it for what it is and then just give you whatever you want i don't think that does anyone any good i think that um if my friend comes to me someone told me this amazing piece of advice and i, I I've said it on another podcast and it's, i love it i think it's incredible but the, my best piece of advice i've ever heard is um if someone comes to you and they're, you know, friend, family, partner, whatever, and they're upset about something, ask them one question before they start and just go, would you like me to listen or would you like advice? Because one of the things that men like to do is they like to try and fix things. And sometimes they just need to listen. And if you can ask that question and they say, actually, do you know what? I just want you to listen. And you're like, perfect. Because you can turn 
that part of your brain off of trying to give advice. I think one of the things I've always said is that I actually can't fix anyone's life. I can't make anyone feel better. I can't do any of those things. One of the things I can do is I can pick up the pieces if it goes wrong and make sure that you also have people around you who can do similar stuff for you. You know, don't be just the person who's like the doormat of everyone else and you're doing everyone else and no one's looking after you the same way. Like as much as you might try and, you know, call that friend of yours all the time and realize they probably don't call you as much, but actually you might be their, you know, really big support rod. Make sure that you have your own support rod and someone who calls you all the time. It has to be the same person. It's always a bit of a pass on. So I, I, you know, for me, I felt like I've never just lent on, you know, mental health and stuff like that. I, I have a massive problem with that, with that word. I, I don't know why. I just feel like it's, there's such a stigma to it and everyone is screaming and shouting, but the people that probably need the most help are the quiet ones, you know, and I, I, I always worry. And when I go and talk at schools and stuff like that, there's always ones trying to get my attention and they still get it. But I always make sure that I see the ones that are not and 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 are either shy or they're they're just listeners. Um, but they sometimes get forgotten. There's this there's this middle group that always seems to be forgotten and you know, we call it this and all different things in in politics and stuff like that, but there's a silent majority as well. And you know, sometimes those people kind of get forgotten. We just listen to the people screaming at the top and the ones who really 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 need help at the bottom and everyone else in the middle just gets forgotten about and i i, I really do worry about those people and i think i get caught in that sort of weird middle part and i'm not a big fish and not a little fish i'm a medium-sized fish and if you're doing a dance to that well done <laughs> yeah well well done indeed no i completely i completely get that in terms of yeah i resonate with some of what you've just said in terms of you know how i feel like sometimes yeah you can kind of slip under the radar you're not someone who is silent and who people kind of expect to be going through things because of that but you're also not somebody who is kind of incredibly vocal you're kind of that level ground how what were your kind of first experiences yourself of of dealing with you know challenges when it comes to mental health or, or anything like that what what were your kind of first experiences of that because it's a really interesting question especially kind of like people have some people say it's when they're like five years old some people say it's when they're like 25 years old when did that sort of first experience with a mental health challenge come for you it's not a thing that i remember for being a, a thing being a starter i remember and this goes back into people pleasing and then you have to figure out what the world's like when being my mum told me the story i don't remember it at all i'd get on the bus must have been three years old four years old and i gave as many people um a chance to have a crisp on my crisp packet as I could and then um, when it got to the end and there was no more crisps I realised that no one left me a crisp and you know those sort of situations that's not a, that, that's, a, that's a life lesson that's a learning curve you have to you know I've, I, I've, I put out a podcast the other day about it I was like you learn nothing from people being nice right you learn, I want people to be nice, of course, right? You learn nothing from success. You learn nothing from things going well. You learn nothing when the light is green. You learn when you fall off your bike. You learn when you nearly drown. You learn when you fall out of that tree. You learn when you fail that exam that you did not work hard enough for. You learn when you didn't put enough effort to get that job that you really, really wanted. You learn when you do not make an effort and this is one of the things that we're happening right now everyone's saying that they think the reason why everything's going wrong for them 
is other people. And I can guarantee that there's a percentage that is true, but the highest percentage is it is you. The main reason, everything you're going to say, you're going to tell me an excuse. Everything you could, you know what I mean? Why don't you know Spanish? Well, because you couldn't be bothered. Why can't you play the piano? Because you don't have time. Everything we say and everything we do, but all these things we could do better. If you want the best body, why are you going to the gym in the morning? Why are you getting up at six with me when I'm going running? Why are you not coming? Because everything you're going to tell me is an excuse. And that's what we always do. We are an inherently lazy and we'll give anything to make an excuse, including myself. I know this because that's how I can say it, you know, and I think that the, one of the things is, is that we cause a hyper portion of our downfall from our lack of, I, I, I ask people this question, right? It's one of my favorite questions I ask people, right? So I get them to say, because they always say, oh, no one cares about us, right? They say about government, they say about people in their family, they say about friends, they say about school, blah, blah, blah. You know, they don't care about me, they don't care about me, can't care about me, right? And, you know, and they're not looking after me. Fair. So I asked them this question. I was like, can you, um, in your life, can you, um, and you can do this as well, and you can do this at home, George. Um, I want you to think of three people that you love in your life, right? And I've done this with kids and stuff like that, I've done with grown ups and blah, blah, blah. So three people that you love. So people like mom and dad and my sister and my partner and, some people are like, can I say the dog? Is like, you can say the dog, blah, blah, blah. So fine, cool. I was like, can you name three people that you like? So they're one step down from love, you know, but you like them. They're your best mate or um, your coach or whatever, you know, but you like them. They're really nice people. And uh, they're like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. I was like, right, so you named six people there. Yeah, cool. I was like, okay. Did you pick yourself on that list? No, that's the thing. I don't think you do. Well, I don't think no. a lot of people would. So what I do is encourage you to write four. You write four in either one of the categories of love or like. And then number four, you put your own name. Because you are too busy saying no one cares about you, but you don't care about you. You're not even on your own list. So why should anyone care about you until you put yourself on that list? And once you put that yourself on that list, then you have no excuse to be the best version of you have you can be and this tiny little 100 years if you're lucky on this stupid little rock that's flying around space you know i don't even watch any of brian cox videos and stuff like that but we are nothing so just enjoy this nothing and just have the best time us leaning into all of this sadness all the time life is rubbish and it's absolute crap majority of the time all boring right but there's sprinkles of greatness and dog poo at the bottom and that, that that's that's life and i think we just are um i think we're stupidly entitled i wouldn't want to go to the dentist 100 years ago i wouldn't want to be a woman 75 years ago i wouldn't want to be gay 50 years ago i wouldn't want to be black 50 years ago i wouldn't want to be trans five years ago i wouldn't want to be you know what i mean like we are so spoiled and privileged and you might go yeah just in the western world do you know what i guarantee anywhere in the world it is better now than it was a hundred years ago. And that's just one person ago, if we're saying that we live to a hundred. You know, and I, I just feel that it, everyone can kind of go on this whole conquest of like, we are suffering so much and all the stuff in the world. We just know about it. If you know about the craziness that's going on in this world too much, you know too much. And we've seen it in comic books. Once they find out how the world is and why the things are and stuff there, they go insane. Yeah. You know, and it's good. It's good to have a little bit of blinkers. It's good to turn off some of the media stuff. It's good to step away from your phone a little bit. It's good to take your time. It's good to go and climb a tree. It's good to go and catch a ball in the field and, and go for a swim in the sea. You know, it's 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 taking a full circle. But those things are definitely the things that will make you feel better and not worse. And that's what I want you to 
Those flowers grow towards the sun. That's what we should do. Hundred percent. I totally agree with you, and I th- I think what you're a lot of what kind of you're saying is it's almost kind of similar to mindfulness, isn't it? Really, in terms of like experiencing things and actually being involved in the moment and actually just being present and being there rather than kind of having your mind on something else like a bad piece of news that you've just read on Twitter or you know something that you've seen on TikTok or a YouTube video that you've watched half an hour ago or ever and just being in the moment and having that time because that that is the thing and I think like things in life do put things into perspective sometimes you'll go through an event a personal tragic event or something like that and you you'll realize that what you actually have to do is just make the best of what you have be as happy as you can possibly be do things that make you happy do things that lift you that do the same for other people as well uh do things with people go places do just just do what you can to make the best of the limited time that you've got and i think mindfulness is a big part of that and that's something that i would just kind of maybe just add to what you said and and i i absolutely love the way that you spoke about that because it is it is as simple as that in many ways you know we can a lot of the time choose what i'm not saying it's easy to stop doing this but we can choose nothing is easy no. nothing is easy we have to distract ourselves as much as we can mm. distract ourselves we we we're living life in yeah. the past all the time or we're living life too far in the future and worrying about stuff what if that happens what if that happens i don't care yeah if it happens we deal with it yeah we, if it happens we deal with it but to worry about it in the future is ridiculous. You can put things in place so you'd be like, oh, I'm going to lock my front door so hopefully it won't get broken into. And stuff like that. That's fine. You can do that, right? But don't be like overly worrying about stuff that has never happened because what you're doing is you're just adding rubbish to your life. You're just, you're just, you're sitting in an, you're sitting in a bar full of sick and you're saying, I'm getting sick. You're like, mm-hmm. why do you reckon you're getting sick? I don't know. I have no idea because you're sitting in a bar full of sick. Yeah, that's not an analogy that I've heard before, but I completely get exactly what you're saying. I'm going to tell you, my analogies are all over the bloody place, and some make sense. (laughs) My best friend Adam always tells me, "Is like I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea." But yeah, I'm I'm a rambler. I I talk, and I you know I watch loads of podcasts and stuff like that, and I I keep them all light. I watch a lot of sports podcasts because yet again, it's just banter. It's just fun. It's not it's not too serious. But then you know sometimes you go and listen to um you know Russell Brand and stuff like that, and and he of stuff and I'm like oh yeah some that's okay and blah 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 and this is a problem Pe- I always say it with people the people that you like in life you judge them on their wor- on their best moments and the people that you don't like you judge them on their worst moments and this is a situation that actually most people are just sort of everything you know what I mean and some people will take the extreme and they will have the worst moments ever and you're like well you definitely need judging on that fair enough but you know the element of like people don't like Gemma Collins because they didn't like her on TV but they've never met this person I'm just like get a break and we extreme talk we say I hate that person they're saying I'm starving they're saying I'm exhausted when they could have said I don't like that person I'm hungry you know and I'm a bit tired but we wouldn't listen to that instead if you hit your foot against the wall you're like oh I think I broke it we're only doing that because they're going to get attention you probably just bruised it or you just heard it, but no one's going to give you. That's why we say people are saying they've got anxiety all the time because people can't just say, I'm, I don't know, I'm a bit worried about that. That's actually because no one's going to take you seriously. But if you say you've got an anxiety, anxiety and stuff like that, then people are like, oh my God, it's okay. Maybe we could, you know, you're like, well, no, that, this is a problem that we're, we're extreming every single thing we're doing in our life. And, um, 
this is why I love that sometimes there's long form podcasts. Sometimes I, I love it because you can you can catch people out. You can see who they really are when you're talking to someone. If you're talking to them for three hours, if you're listening to something that people have done a small little section on the person that you're not very big fan of or you are a big fan of, and you see a little segment of them of two minutes or three minutes on Channel Four, you know you'll be like, "Well, I don't like that person." But in the context, you, there's a interview recently uh, with Elon Musk. Now Elon Musk is this completely like contentious character and stuff like that and he's talking to the bbc and then the bbc you know hosts and stuff like that hasn't really done his work and looks a bit foolish and then this becomes a new story and you're like oh for god this is this is nothing you know this is this is how water started back in the day and now we're like oh i saw this thing on twitter the other day i couldn't give a crap what you saw on twitter i don't care <laughs> i don't care like if you want to try and get to me and be like oh so i i i used to get some things on youtube and now I, I, I pretty much follow like three topics, like four topics, tech, movies, football, watches. That's pretty much all the things that I follow. And through that safety net, some things kind of creep in and stuff like that. I just went, nah, that's not recommended to me. And even if I feel like, oh, I'd probably like to watch that. That'd be quite enjoyable and I'm going to get enraged by it. Actually, I, I step away from it now. I, I, I just lean into the things that just give me a bit more joy or give me a bit more ideas of what I want and what I want to have in my life and step away from as things being that horrible word but I don't like toxic which just reminds me of a Britney Spears song which is a banger by the way if you're not listening to it definitely download it 100% agree with that <laughs> but I, I'm with you I'm with you in terms of yeah I think I think the, a, a lot of elements of the media are now very much geared to get these extreme reactions out of us like like you said things like um yeah, things. Gemma Collins is a good example. People are, just pick people on reality TV, and yeah, you're right in terms of you hear people. I think Twitter is a prime example of a place where anyone is just kind of like let loose to say whatever they like. They'll have like a random. I I know football Twitter is a big thing that I hear about, but just in general, Twitter will have a, you just have a random image as your profile picture or whatever it's called on Twitter, a random handle. No one knows who you are, and you can just com completely say whatever you like to anybody. And you know, people think because it's on Twitter, it's not going to get to that person, but it, it does. And it's like it—it's just I think just shielding yourself away. I mean, we're seeing I think a lot of public figures come off Twitter now, um, due due to a, a lot of different reasons. But yeah, I just think it, it applies to general other aspects of your life in terms of just shielding yourselves from these negative things. And trying more to focus on the much more, much more positive things, and I think that's a huge thing because I think we do need to grab hold of the positive things. You know, the last kind of couple of years or so, there have been challenges and there have been dark moments for everybody, and I'm sure everyone's been affected by. Obvious, well, obviously everybody was affected by the pandemic a couple of years ago and things like that, and people had personal tragedies and things as a result, and have been through a lot of things since. And we do have to just look at the more positive side of things sometimes however hard it may be trying to kind of shield yourself from just the constant negativity and getting stuck in those cycles i think is such an important thing because once you start down that path it's so hard to kind of get back out of it and actually to you know reframe your mind then and become a much more positive person i think i almost because i was kind of furloughed and didn't do a lot of work during covid i luckily had that time to work on myself and kind of improve the element myself and it's stuck which i'm really really happy with but yeah i i completely resonate with what you say i think we just need to see the the best 
in things a little bit more and really kind of just like lift ourselves up and try try and be happy because I think subconsciously sometimes we settle for things that don't make us happy and we know we should try to be content yeah yeah we yeah. should try to be content happy is just the tiniest bits that my I always say if you think of three levels right think of sadness content and happy right so say you're content and you want to get happy you only have to go up one floor and say that you're sad and you want to get back to the middle. You only have to go up one floor. But if you take away the content and you only have happy and sad, that there's it's too far apart. And that's why people get stuck where they are because they they're not happy about the mundane contentment. Like honestly, I, there was a there was a I can't remember the video, but it was a guy and my friend was struggling with his kids and he was just like it's really really annoying and like you know I've got two boys and it's quite intense. And he I sent him this video and it was incredible and I said like. What you should do in this video, and this I didn't say this, but the video says like what you should do is if you're having a really tough time at home and your kids driving you insane and stuff like that, close your eyes and imagine that you're 80 years old and you got in a time machine and you went back to this precise moment that you live in right now and you could see your kids being kids. Yeah, I love that actually. That's really hell. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you would give anything. At eighty to go and just see them be there. No worries. They're arguing about something stupid like, "Oh, he took, he took my toy." Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, there's no craziness. No one's died. No one's. Died. It's just, it's just stupid kid stuff. And you're like, oh, "Guys, shut up! I'll get your bloody another toy. You don't even want that toy. Just come here. Come and have a hug. I'm going to pick you upside down." You know what I mean? And you know, imagine that. And I know, I know, in, in the moment and in every day is is always quite tough. But everything that's worth having. Everything that's worth enjoying takes time, and it's the smallest. It's like it's it's like I always say that you know it's, you've got to do it as an adult, but like it's like your kid or your nephew or niece or whatever, like growing up, right? You even after I think about ourselves, right? You don't remember really getting taller. You just were tall one day, um, and it, because it happens so gradually, you know, and it's so small, you you don't remember when the time that you could ride a bike because you forgot about all the other times you falling off it. You know, and, and, and it's, we just, we want things to happen and we have done for a very long time. We want things even worse now, but we, we want things to happen very quickly and we don't want to work for anything. But if we don't work for anything, then we don't really care about it enough. And then we throw it away too quickly. So if you work for something and you earn it, like no one, if I said I could teach you how to play the guitar in, in a week, most, most people would do it. But I was like, actually, no, sorry, it's a year. They were like, I'm not doing it. But I was like, no, you'll be just as good as you would I would if I taught you, and it'd be relatively quite good at playing guitar. But you're just going to take a year. You have to do 20 minutes a day. That's it, 20 minutes. And they're like, no, I don't want to. You're like, but you want to play guitar? Yeah. But you don't want to do it for 20 minutes a day and every day. No. You know what I mean? It's just, it comes back to this little thing of just like prioritizing, but actually something that you did want. You did want that good body. You did want to, you know, become a plumber or something like that. But the element of just, the people who excel are the people who just go, oh, yeah, okay, I'm just going to do it really slowly. It's going to take time. I'm not going to wait for the last moment. I'm going to, everyone who's going for their exams and stuff like that, anyone who doesn't do it when they're supposed to do it, all freak out and stress out and then cause themselves the worst damage ever because they've put themselves there. Because if they just did 20 minutes a day over the last year, they wouldn't have to do eight hours for the last month. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's spot on. I think I've definitely been guilty of that before, and I've luckily everyone has me too. I think so, and I think I've I've kind of slowed. There's obviously always work to be done to kind of like improve elements of your the way that you deal with things or the way that you go about things. But yeah, 
I'm I'm luckily I, I luckily feel like I'm well I say luckily I've worked for it um, good further along the line with that now so yeah it's 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 all good it's all good but it's, yeah so much so much great advice so far we, I think we're gonna do it's it. just rambles this is just ideas this is just rambles it's it not is. it's not I'm not telling anyone what to do I'm not telling I, literally it's just for you to make you hear one thing and go and like you know the rest of it just let it flow over your head and don't even listen to it it's fine but it's just one piece and just like oh yeah I might do that you know, and that's cool but you know it's not about even advice it's just ideas and, yeah. and things that work for you definitely and I think that's one thing that I've loved about presenting this so far is the fact that I learn so much from it as well as hopefully people listening will also learn from these things as well and there's so many moments where I'm like oh yeah I relate to that oh yeah that happened to me and it's it's also really good for making you realize that you you're not kind of alone and you're not the only person who's been through things so it's been yeah it's great it's always great to pick up these bits of advice um uh, along the way and yes yeah, so many ideas and so many kind of like actionable little tips here and there for everybody so we're going to head head into the first of the kind of closing two questions and that one is if you could recommend one resource for modern men who would uh, what would you choose rather i would say like find your group find like a group of people because at least one of those people at all different times will um help you and also show your vulnerability if you're struggling or if you lose your job or you as know you have a problem with a tooth or you um i don't know whatever it is like you're feet are bad your toenails falling off right like tell, tell someone tell the group and they'll be like mate i've got an amazing person that happened to me two years ago you know what i mean like keeping it all in and I, trust me i don't want to hear everything when 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 i go and hang out with my mates like just one thing at a time yeah but like you know just have a good group of people and you're like oh, i don't have that go and find it go and find it my neighbor next door her husband's but older than her she goes to the library they do bridge and across the road they have poker night right no money just playing poker you know, there's an open mic place at the uh, the other pub down the road. And you're like, oh, I don't have that where, I, where I'm from. I'm like, cool. Why don't you start it then? Why don't you make it happen? You know, the, the, all this stuff about excuses or being lonely or all this stuff. like, And trust me, you can feel lonely in a crowded room. I do understand that. But find your group. I think it's so important to do that because you will never regret that. And it will always be someone in there that can help you. And if anyone knows that you're struggling, trust me, more people will show their hand and help you. Then if you never tell anyone because then everyone will be like, oh, I thought they were all right, actually. They never said anything wrong with them ever. Now look at them like they're really struggling or, you know, even worse. 100%. I think people have that kind of thing. And I've fallen into this trap where you become an adult. You don't have school anymore. You don't have college. You don't have uni. You don't have anything like that. Especially me working from home. It's easy to make excuses to go, oh, I don't have anywhere to meet people. Or I don't have any, any like, where am I meant to make friends? But you can think outside the box and kind of make those opportunities for yourself and i think that's the that's the important thing and time time can get in the way things can get in the way work can get in the way but it is i think friendship personally is such a thing to prioritize and such a thing you have to make time you have to make time 100%. that's not it's not good enough you have to brush your teeth you have to brush your teeth right so you have to make time yeah i don't care if you say i don't have to get up earlier do something you know what i mean like don't Get that stuff done that you need to do. I know everyone's got life and all that stuff, but you have to make time for it because if you don't, then that's your fault. You have to. 
you really have to and, and and trust me i've been in those positions for i've made excuses and i'd be like well no the reason why i'm not doing that you know I, i'll make excuses like absolutely pretentious stuff like oh yeah i won't start a new club because obviously like everyone might you know i do like tv work and stuff and but they're like mate get over yourself no one cares about you i'm like oh yeah that's true no one does like i'm making myself ex- i'm making excuses no one cares. And even if they did care, they'd be like, oh, no, come in. Yeah, I'm on court. I'm like, how you doing? I didn't know you'd come down it. And I went to a local bar. Never been there before. And everyone was lovely to the old ladies, to the to the young kids. You know what I mean? And some of them didn't even know anything about me. They are just like, oh, you've not been down there before. Who are you? You know, it's quite nice. You know, and you might think you're the only person who's lonely. And if you think that, you're self-indulgent because you're not. You're not the only person who's lonely. There's loads. And if you started a club, did a walking club, so you can't do sports, you did a walking club make other people not lonely if you're feeling lonely reach out there's so much stuff so many places you can get comments from and talk to people get a dog learn meet people walk other people's dog be friends that way you know what i mean there's so many things you can do and i know you say i don't have time play online like they, they will say with kids and stuff like that they're, 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 they they not are interacting with people they're at school or something yeah, but, but yeah play online i had a lovely story that a, a granddad learned how to play fortnite all right, never played a computer game in his entire life. Learned how to play Fortnite so he could talk to his grandson through COVID because he knew that was the best and easiest way. So he did something that he was completely out of his thing. He went and got um, an Xbox off, uh, off eBay, watched a couple of videos on YouTube, and then how to play um, Fortnite so he could talk to his, his grandson. Yeah, that is a lovely story. Yeah, that is, that's really nice. And I think I completely agree, like, online communication doesn't always replicate in person, but it's a good... It's a, it's a great resource and it is a it can lead to it yeah exactly it to it. and that's what I mean like I've got friends I've got people like for example like I said the first two guests um, Jack and Aaron who were on this podcast I used to do a football podcast with them um, a while back and I've still not met them in person but we are planning to meet each other in uh, this summer and it's it's that sort of thing and also dis- like we don't live close to each other but I've kind of gone out of my way to say look you know like we should do something this summer because we've kind of known each other for over a year now it would be stupid to not try and kind of like expand that a little bit in some way some way shape or form so yeah i think sure. it's it's it is such a powerful thing it's definitely it's it's a powerful thing and you definitely need to 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 make it a priority in your life if you don't feel like it is now the final question is i suppose it's, it's a difficult one i suppose what i'll narrow it down to because final question is what's one tip that you'd give to modern men and i think you've given sort of so many kind of helpful ideas and useful useful ideas that people could take and even if they adapt them slightly for their own life then that's absolutely fine but so many kind of actionable ideas i suppose but is there one specific kind of like quick fire tip that's your go-to that you could leave uh kind of as, a, as we close off the episode Find the quickest way for you to calm down when you're upset. Whatever that routine is, whatever you need to do, find the quickest way to calm yourself. Find the person, people, yourself, light a candle, watch a TV program, play a computer game, make some toasts, have a cup of tea, you know what I mean? Um, Reorganize your wardrobe, um, clean the fridge, whatever. Find the quickest way to calm down and then tell other people how to do it. Because if they know that when you're in the, when you're having a tough time, they might know what to do. And there's nothing better than sometimes just going, whoa, 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 okay, time out. Do you want a cup of tea? You're like, actually, you know what? 
yeah, please, thank you. And then you can you can de-escalate that situation. So if you know how to calm yourself down and you tell other people how to calm you down, you'll feel a whole lot better. So that's pretty much what I'd say. Yeah, that's a, a, that's a brilliant piece of advice. I, I don't know whether before we go, there's anything specific that you want to kind of mention that you're up to. I know obviously you've got your own podcast that you briefly mentioned earlier. I don't know if you want to have a have a little kind of uh, just kind of say what that's all about and kind of how that started and everything quickly. Uh, you just broke up a little bit there, but I did hear you. So hopefully you can hear me fine. So I don't know what happened there, but I do. I do. I, I did hear what you said. Uh, yeah. So for me, I am uh, working uh, on a project called Little Help. And um, what I do is I do talks and I take them to schools and colleges and universities and work and all that sort of stuff. And uh, we just kind of challenge you to um, um, to be the person you want to be in one year's time uh, and, and, and really breaking down ideas about um, being a bit kinder to yourself and understanding other people around you and element of people that do antagonize you that actually those people you wouldn't want to swap places with for actually being you is actually good enough. Um, but also taking responsibility, working for it, um, you know, I call it sweat, you know, because th that's what you have to kind of do uh, to get the things you want. It is stressful um, to get to the place you want. It's stressful to pass your driving test. It's stressful to learn to how to swim. You know, it's all these things are quite stressful. But at the end of that, it's stressful because the achievement is so high at the end. And you're like, good, because I wasn't ready to complete this. I wasn't ready to finalize it. So, yes, yeah, so it's called a little help. Um, there actually are daily podcasts that I'm going to be reissuing as well. There's 322-minute pickups uh, that go from Monday to the weekend uh, that you can find uh, anywhere you get your podcasts. So that's just called Little Help, and the main ones are called Little Help through the week as well. So, um, But if you do want to get in, uh, in touch with me, you can find me on Instagram, which is Daniel A. Johnson. Oh, no, it's not actually. That's my uh, Twitter, but you can do it through there as well. Uh, and my Instagram is Daniel uh, uh, Johnson Official. I don't know why, but probably I'm official. Um, and uh, I have a blue tick on that on Instagram, but not so much a blue tick on Twitter because I'm not paying for it. Because uh, I had it for free. Why would I pay? Um, so, yeah, so if you do want me to come to your um, place of work or school, university or anything like that, then, uh, and, and it's all free. Um, and because I feel like I have a lot of knowledge and ideas and stuff. And then I learn so much more when I do them, a bit like you doing this podcast and me doing my podcast, is that um, someone will say something you're like, I never. And I need to remember to name check you when I say the story that someone's told me. But um, yeah, so it's really simple. Um, obviously, I did X Factor. My song with, was called With a Letter Help for My Friends. I did, which is a Beatles song, but I'll probably end by Michael Jackson's <laughs> company. Uh, but um, as he bought all their artist work. Um, and so, yeah, and pretty much I can't do anything. I, I, I can't help you, but I can give you a little help. And that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I there's, I like the little link with the name there as well. And of course, what I'll do is put any of the links down below as well, just for anyone who missed them or anyone who needs a reminder or anything like that. And obviously, put all the pointers down there below for people to go and find. Because yeah, you you're doing some incredible work from everything that I've heard and I've seen on Instagram and um, Instagram and such. And I guess all that's really left to say is Daniel, thank you for coming on to Modern Men. Been so many kind of brilliant little kind of things little pick-me-ups and things like that and just kind of little nuggets that have been really really great and i'm sure will be memorable for the people listening so thank you so much for sparing the time to come on uh thank you very much george and um, you're doing a great job as well and uh, thoroughly enjoying your podcast so uh, thank you for asking me